GateWorld.net presents an exclusive interview with Patrick Gilmore. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm uh, I'm just sitting here going over my lines for tomorrow. Got an early call time. Honest to you. And yeah, it's just it's surreal, you know, reading the last script. Oh, you're, so the finale two. is being shot right now? Yeah, my first day uh, on the finale was Monday. Wow. And it was the very last scene of the episode too, which we all kind of. I mean, once you get to it, you'll mm-hmm. you'll see the significance of mm-hmm. it. And it was kind of. We all kind of looked at each other, and we're all just like, "Oh, I don't want to go away for a few months." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I understand. And, and hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll they'll give season three the green light. So, I mean, the... of course, that's the buzz. You know, we're all just—it's like we're uh, we're armchair quarterbacks. We're we're continually yeah. analyzing. You know, cancellation of Africa. How does that affect us? And Spyglass. Mm-hmm. How does that affect us? And mm-hmm. the truth of it is, that we don't know. A lot's up in the air right now. Yeah. When do you guys? Uh, uh, when do you wrap? I, mean, I know. I know. Post goes uh, well, on for a while, but uh, when when does uh, when do you guys uh, finish up? Yeah. Well, my schedule is uh, filming this week. We leave Thursday for Toronto. Okay. Uh, be- because uh, the, the the entire production is flying the cast, and you know Brad Wright will be there, and Lennox, and because we've been nominated for all these Gemini's, which is mm-hmm. like the yeah. Canadian version of the yeah. Emmys. And so we're going to have a great party in Toronto for the weekend and uh, and then back on set next week. My last day is the 16th, wow. and I think the last day of filming is the 19th, and then we have the big wrap party on the 20th, and then everyone just filters off into the world. Scatters New York, L.A., LA Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I think the only people left in town in Vancouver are going to be me and... Uh, Jen Spence and yeah. Julia. I think even uh, Louie, who has a home here, is going to head to L.A. And Klamath has a place in L.A. And everyone else just finds Oh, Peter place. comes back down here. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, well, he bought a... Well, the interesting thing about Peter was that he bought a uh, house. Well, he was planning to move to L.A. before he landed Stargate. Oh, um, I see. There's a lot of stand-up down there, and that's where he was making his yeah. living. Yeah. And then he landed Stargate, and it was just like, well... Maybe I can have my cake and eat it too. So they, yeah. him and his wife bought a place, and uh, they go back and forth. In fact, he was just in LA last week. Comes back up here, and he, he travels so much. I can't handle yeah. it. But, I am I am yeah. always amazed at how swiftly life can derail us. We think that we're going to do something. We think that we're going in this direction. And uh, no, you made a you made a little bit of an error there. We, we, you're actually going to go over here. <laughs> yeah, life gets in the way. I mean, everyone's got that story too of just. Yeah. Of, and it's always fascinating. Of how did you end up here? Everyone's got mm-hmm. a really cool path. Mm-hmm. How has the show been this year from a from a production point of view? Uh, it's bigger. Bigger you than know, season I, one. I, yeah, I mean, it just it feels that way because I think that it's it's so. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. I, I have to to just give a little side note here. As an artist, you know, it, you know, when you're doing theater, which is what I start with, mm-hmm. you spend a lot of time talking about the play, and mm-hmm. you're surrounded by your people, and, and you live with the project for, for months, if you're lucky. And then you get into TV, and you spend, you know, a day on set here, a day on set there, and stuff that no one ever sees. You never get to actually talk about and dissect it. But then once you get into a regular TV role, and with a fan base that, you know they they dissect every <laughs> yeah. every centimeter every inch of of the show 
and you get the opportunity to discuss it, it yeah. there's something there's creativity in that and it's it's uh it's so satisfying to be able to actually talk about the show to death and uh yeah and take it apart i enjoy it i love talking about the process i was i was with um doing commentaries for the season two dvds yeah. and and just talking with you know david just about his process and talking about brian we spent hours just talking about it and that's just so satisfying but so yeah when you ask me what's the production like i'm thinking i've never been asked that in years you know until i you know two years ago and i got into mm-hmm. the sci-fi world and it's it's satisfying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the production. So yes, it's bigger. <laughs> the season well, two is bigger uh, because I think in the first season we had to establish the characters in order for you guys to care about them. Yeah. And you know, and that that was where some of the the critique came from. You know, it's too slow. Um, but it was important, and I don't think they would do anything differently because you, you needed these backstories and these moments for these characters so that when like you know I, you want to compare it to a new hope and then season two being empire empire where let's put us in the worst possible <laughs> positions and have it just bam 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 action 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 and uh and just incredible circumstances and mark savala and his team just uh it, it, it's like a sweatshop in there <laughs> i don't know if you, have, you've been up there into that brick building and it's like no windows, yeah, it's, exactly. it's all closed off, and you go up there to say hi, and it's just, it's like they haven't seen a person in ages, they're, they're like transparent, they haven't seen the sun, they're working so hard. Yeah. And yet they still have time to do these things like, uh, you know, outtakes with, with Telford and the aliens. Wasn't that fantastic? That was, was that so was funny. funny. Yeah, you know, you were talking about like the differences between theater and, uh, and, uh, 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 the television, the television process. You know, where I I love theater and being a part of that, where you get to, you get to have the entire performance every single every single night and maybe tweak it a little, change it here and there. Whereas you know, when you're on screen, you know, it's like you get it's like you get the the jigsaw puzzle, you get the box, you get to see what it's going to look like in the end in the form of the script, and then you get handed a select number of of jigsaw pieces and come in on various days and put the piece here and put the piece there. Uh, and then yeah. it's a new it's a new jigsaw puzzle every single week, you know. Well, absolutely. And you know, and that's why when watching, we're so excited to watch these things because we're at the mercy of the editor as well. Mm-hmm. And so often we'll we'll try something and and do it different ways and you just hope that there's a continuity through the whole mm-hmm. episode. Are you a fan of science fiction? I mean, Vancouver. You do you do a lot of sci-fi up there because I I mean, Vancouver naturally has has drawn that over the years. But are you personally a fan, yeah. or have you grown to be a fan of it? Um, <laughs> it's this is a horrible example, but just just bear with me. I I grew up in Alberta, which is like the Texas of Canada, and <laughs> uh, my my dad hated dogs, and so I grew up never having a dog, ah. and never kind of you know I'm like no, I'm not a big fan of dogs. I'd kind of shy away from. Them. I moved to Vancouver. Where they bring their bloody dogs. And Everyone has table. a dog, yeah. Everyone's got a dog. They bring them to the grocery stores, and I find that after eight years in Vancouver, I kind of like dogs. Now, I'm not saying that I ever hated sci-fi, but uh, <laughs> I grew up, of course, loving. I mean, Han Solo. I, Indiana Jones was, you know, the reason I got into acting. Um, I loved the Star Trek movies. Never saw the TV show. Really. Um, yeah, it just it just didn't interest me. I had friends that uh, were big fans, but uh, but I loved the movies, um, at least the original six movies. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I moved out here, and of course I was a fan of Stargate, the Stargate movie. Yeah. Um, and I watched the pilots for both shows, uh, but I never got drawn into it, and I watched the episodes I did, so 
until right. I, I filmed SGU, I'd seen all, all four Stargate episodes. And then, <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's yeah, you did Morpheus and Harmony, so relative, That's right. hey, relatively recently. Well, I'm DB. I can't. Uh, there you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Andy and Will Waring directed those. But uh, so I, I have to say that I've, I've come to respect it more because I had no idea how intricate the, the fan base was and how deep the broad mythology is of all the yes. shows. Uh, you know, it's embarrassing. I mean, Babylon 5, Andromeda, I mean, I, these are names that over the last two years I've, I've come to know. But, mm-hmm. Well, you um, spend any amount of time with David Blue, that's going to happen. <laughs> well, we were doing commentary for Resurgence, and uh, <laughs> this will be, I, I threw out a Stargate Trek 2 reference, and I guess I was doing Chekhov, and I guess my accent was too thick because he didn't know what I was talking about. And I said, come on, man, I mean, this, is, this is your reference. You wouldn't get this? <laughs> it was, and I was, Botany Bay. Botany, Botany Bay. Bay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he said, what are you talking about? I'm like, are you kidding? I'm, this is your gold here. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, David, he, every time you throw out a reference to sci-fi, he gets, he's very impressed. That's how uh, him and I became friends. And, I mean, and he's got an opinion on everything, too. He does, right? so exactly. Not to say he's opinionated, but he feels strongly about these things. And he even said, uh, I don't know if I heard an interview or if I he said it to me, but he's, he's a bigger nerd than, than Eli is. <laughs> he has seen it all with he comprehension, has. you know? Because, you know, the whole story was the mythology of him get, coming into Star, Stargate was that, oh, he'd seen every episode. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, that's nice PR. But no, he seriously no, did. He watched yeah. the entire, you know, what is it, 15 seasons. Yeah, it's uh, 300 and I think, I think it was 314 episodes before, before SGU was born. So, yeah. yeah, it's And then you crazy. find these people that, you know, have watched every Doctor Who. And exactly. Was, you know, and getting into all this, everyone kept talking about, in fact, you guys did a whole Doctor Who special. Yes. Uh, are you doing some episodes? <laughs> yeah, I, I, seriously, I listened to your podcast. And so I thought, well, I'll check out what this Doctor Who is. So I said, what was the first episode? And it goes back to, what was it, the 60s? It's a very long time. You're talking like 30 years. It's crazy. Yeah, and I'm like, ah, oh, there's no way I'm going to watch the entire yeah, it's series. It's not possible. You know, it's like, like a soap opera. Like, yeah, I mean, it goes on. There's been how many doctors? Like six or seven? It, I think we're near 11. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something that it's just too daunting to, yeah. to tackle. So, unfortunately, yeah. I probably won't get into it. But. Yeah. Well, you know, it, I, uh, the, the new... The new Doctor Who that everyone's saying, you know, that's a, that's a good place to start. And they're, I think, on season three or four there. So that may be a good place for you to enter with, I think, Chris Eccleston. So Volker, you yeah. know, we got to know this guy a little in in season one. The, there was some, there was some cool stuff there. Is is there going to be some uh, uh, some more uh, development? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Excellent. There's uh, there's you know two just popped into my mind uh, for the back half of season two. The guys have been so. Uh, so generous to us mm. um, because the fact of the matter is the way that we're contracted we're we're day players yeah uh, I'm talking yeah. about Peter Klamath Jen Spence and Julian up until recently yeah. Jake Sutherland God bless <laughs> Riley yeah exactly oh, may he rest the, in peace oh man that was that's that's something that won't that still just shakes me that whole moment but um, but yeah so we we were contracted by the day and yeah. we just happen to be getting more days than, um, you know, some of the military or some of the people that have been in one or two episodes. Mm-hmm. And and we're so grateful for it. And so we're, we're just, we're thrilled to be 
part of this team. And uh, because of that, I mean, yeah, we're getting storylines. And yeah. uh, I, there's, uh, there's the huge Volker storyline coming up in season two, or the second half of season two that I can't mm-hmm. – can't can't tease but um please don't please for me yeah <laughs> no i know you hate you hate spoilers uh so i'm really treading lightly but uh have, did you hey did you watch uh, the greater good tonight i haven't seen it yet it, it is airing right actually it just has started it has started airing right now i am looking forward oh, okay. to it all all i know yeah. is that uh is that uh, a, a big portion of what makes destiny destiny is revealed and um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. But, you know, like yeah. like you were saying, you know, you guys are day players. Um, you look at SU and Atlantis, relatively small cast. You know, Atlantis was a little bit bigger. I mean, you had you had Zelenka and you had Chuck and you had yeah. a lot of these other folks floating around. But SU ha- has a huge cast of characters. And on top yeah. of that, like nine of them. And then on top of that, a huge supporting cast it's it's not easy to service no. everyone, but and it started off with with uh, close to eighteen, uh, you know, characters. Yeah, who we'll go in and uh, out. And we've managed to to you know, it's been whittled down, but uh, <laughs> slightly um, <laughs> through suffocation. Yeah, and it, it, it's easy to get lost in the shuffle. But then once you start gauging your environment, gauging your gauging your relationships with the other characters, you start really finding your your place amongst the cast. Well, you know what? It's something interesting that I that I think they've done with with SGU, and I, I don't want to I don't want to use the word safe. I, I don't think that's correct. But y- you guys are 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 techno babble hubs. I mean, and and that kind of makes you kind of safe. That was I think some of the disadvantages of SG One and Atlantis. You had Carter and Rodney, who were mm-hmm. techno babble king and queen. Um, right. And with SGU, they have I think very wisely relegate it to a number of different people. Sometimes you're in the Apple core, sometimes you're not. Someone's always on duty there, which kind of makes sure. sense, you know. And so you all get to share in that. And it and it brings out different personalities and different perspectives. On the flip side of that though, and if you want to take the the stance of a paranoid actor, <laughs> the more people are talking science, the more scientists are getting killed. <laughs> you know, because you only need one or two really to figure out, you know, that that's a blue star or white dwarf or whatever it is and then yeah. they you know moving on right but um no but we we found our way and i think it's it's nice to have that science team and and the the dynamics that they the relationships that we have with you know are you a young guy or are you a rush guy yeah um yeah. and uh and volker kind of floats in the middle he's been kind of he's, you know he's like the child of divorced parents i've said before mm-hmm. but uh Brody is always was interesting. He's always been a rush guy, and then that yeah. scene in, in the mess hall uh, at the end of Trial and Error when he said, "You know, Destiny chose the right guy." It was, it was neat to see that switch. So you always have these continually morphing relationships. That uh, I mean, that, that we could we could go on for five seasons. You know, oh, it, yeah. It, yeah. strong, strong five seasons with with the m- amount of characters and storylines that uh, that can be created from this. And the way that they've chosen to reveal it, SG-1 and Atlantis have been very relatively straightforward in their storytelling. But with this, it's it's like peeling back layers upon layers upon layers. Yeah. And where they where they chose to s- set the story, which was, you know, everyone has already known each other from Icarus Space, which was not the case before. There's a chance to go back and tell other stories in the past or, or you know, there's, yeah. there's a number of things that can be done this way. And what's amazing, I mean, look at Franklin. You know, you can die and not necessarily be dead. 
So that's what Brad Wright always says: you're never dead in uh, never in dead sci-fi. in science fiction, and he's right. And we're like, yeah, but the paycheck dies. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, thanks, pal. We may not be but, dead, uh, but no, we're we... certainly not coming around very often. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been lucky. Actually, I just saw Mark Burgess, who plays Franklin, in a play uh, just uh, a couple weeks ago, and. And uh, he just texted me a couple of days about the the rap party. So it's cool you you end up mm-hmm. uh, being part of this family. Um, in fact, uh, C- uh, Curtis. Do you remember the character Curtis on uh, Air Part Three? Christine. Was he one of the guys on uh, the Offworld, or she? Yeah, yeah. They go, they go through the gate on the, on the desert. Yeah, planet. Curtis and Palmer. That's it. Yeah, they get yeah, stranded. Yeah, Brad Stryker and and, and Christina and Brad Stryker has become one of my best friends. You know, you leave the show, but you're still yeah, part of the yeah, family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we left yeah. you way back there. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to know what they, happened. To their whole so they when they were talking about going through that planet, that gate, they were saying that they were going to some Club Med planet, and that's where they are. They're having babies at a Club Med planet. You all, yeah, that's that's one of the things that I love about the show. They they leave certain things ambiguous, and yeah, we early on in, in season one, we were all talking about. I wonder what Curtis and Palmer are doing right now. I wonder yeah. where they're at I, in terms of I gotta say that when you and Darren, you guys have all your uh, your theories, <laughs> it gives me it gives me it gives me a god complex to listen to them and go nope, nope, <laughs> <laughs> as if I've got some sort of secret grail that you know I I, I know the answers, but yeah, of exactly. course you know we don't know and we get the scripts and we eat it up. Well, but, you know, uh, and, and we were talking I think with Mark Savella about that where. Uh, uh, they introduced uh, in light the ability for Destiny to, uh, to to recharge by a sun, and then we started talking about, well, how about they use that? What would happen if they used that to dial a to dial yeah, to no. try and dial home? And then the next week they did it, and everyone it, yeah. else was saying, "Oh, look at that! They're onto it! They're onto it!" Well, wait until next week, and then it happened. So that was funny. Yeah, um, it's a lose lose situation in my mind because when you get it wrong. I feel cocky, but when you get it right, I get really angry. Like, you bastards, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> well, you know, when you watch a show for as long as, as we've, we've, we've watched it and picked it apart, you know, that's, there's only so much uh, – that, that certain things make sense and certain things don't. And yeah. so it kind of, it kind of, it kind of shrinks the, the parameters down, and that's, that's what's so exciting when – when they choose to go in a direction that is completely amazing, I love that that TJ's baby. I was expecting TJ's baby to die because you, that kid cannot survive on that ship. That's not. I, I don't. I, I. You can't. Every every show has done it. You don't want to be saddled with a baby, and yeah, exactly. she died, and yet she didn't. I always yeah. love those answers that are kind of like yes and no. Yeah, and you're gonna love how that plays out too. The, oh, the really? Storyline. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I did just. Yeah, I got goosebumps just thinking about that. Um, no, absolutely. I was listening to uh, Darren and Diana uh, with the podcast, and Diana yeah. had a good point about the. <laughs> see, I'm proving that I listen. Um, <laughs> that uh, you know, every sci-fi story has been told, um, and they relate back to like you know, trial and error related back to a Cause Stargate effect. Next Generation, and that related back to something from the 50s, you know, serial. Yeah. But um, it's. It's how you tell it and who's telling the story that makes it different and, and to bring in different elements. Yeah, and, uh, exactly. Like the trial and error story, which, you know, it's a, it's just not a standard, but it's, it's a MacGuffin. I don't know. It's, we, we've seen that Groundhog Day scenario. It's but a the sci-fi way that it's, trope, but it's just the way that it's told. Is a what trope, that's the word, yeah. yeah. But the way that Louis Ferreira exactly. reacted in it was just, 
I mean, him falling to the ground laughing. Yeah. And oh, I, I got the other great thing. That. Yeah, and then when he gets up, and instead of all the action we've seen of everything blowing up, we just hear it as he's wandering the hallways mm-hmm. over the radios. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting way to tell the story. I was, I was very disappointed that my motherboard decided to crash because I really wanted to be a part of that discussion. Well, I heard that, yeah. Season. Yeah. Well, yeah, you I'm, Mac or PC guy? Except I'm a PC guy. Mac at work. I just had a flashback from grade six. I had a sleepover at a buddy's. Uh, Damien Ferrari was his name. And he had like these books of blueprints of all the ships from from star trek oh yeah he probably has like the technical manual or something yeah and i was you know in the different classes of ships and as far as i knew it was just the enterprise and then i was it was unsettling that there was this it was too real you know i mean there was like literally blueprints of every level and everything oh i think you're thinking of the enterprise d technical manual which which is literally a box of blueprints well yeah because it was in grade six that the next generation for me that the next generation came out i remember kids talking about it in school and they're like yeah. oh it was weird and then the the tail thing lights up when it goes into hyperspace and <laughs> and it, it just i like i remember those conversations because i remember going i don't know why i don't care about these things and, you know I, <laughs> I think it's because i lived on an acreage and my parents on saturdays would kick us outside to go play in the there in the go. fields rather than sit in front of a tv but TV, uh right. i remember thinking it was just a tv show and then hanging out in his uh in his basement to sleep over with a big box of old dutch potato chips <laughs> <laughs> and these really smelly uh, uh, sleeping bags, flipping through these these, it was like some sort of World War Two uh, technical thing that I was just like, who, like, do these really exist? Like, I don't understand how they have all this information. It blew yeah. my mind. Very dedicated people spent a lot of time and hours developing things like that. Yeah, and so that when you get part of a show like Stargate, it, it's humbling that there's been so much written and so much filmed and so much talk about the canon exactly well there's a lot there um let's talk about reese for a minute uh this is uh this is a a show that uh had its own little web series last year uh which i saw the first episode and that's all i saw of it i'll be upfront with you about that and now it's on gateworld's been extremely uh supportive of it though and that's been wonderful well you know you we 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 follow and we watch after our our Stargate brethren, you know, and it is full yeah. of it. It is absolutely it really is. full of Stargate people. Uh, you play a character called Trennan, who um, yeah. is apparently on the um, the winning side of a skirmish to take over a kingdom, I believe is, mm-hmm. is in Asgard. And uh, so that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, there's a reference there. I'm like, I know that that has something to do with Stargate. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Asgard. Yeah, all the, all the different territories. I'm looking at it, and that's, that's an Asgard character. That's an Asgard character. So that that was pretty funny. Well, it, it's coming from the same source, uh, the Norse mythology, what have you. In fact, one of the provinces is called Volker. Exactly, I saw that. Yeah, and a fan tweeted that to me, and because they saw, because we don't, we're not seeing it up in the, in Canada. Uh-huh. Uh It's got the geo blocker for sci-fi, yeah. and uh, they haven't worked out the contracts yet for Canada, but that will be available in Canada. But uh, okay. we all got together uh, as a cast and crew to watch it. I guess it was last weekend. And watch the whole thing, all ten episodes put together. Oh, so you filmed ten? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, we we filmed the first chapter, which was five episodes at about ten minutes apiece, back in yeah. August yeah. of '09, and then uh, another ten episodes or another five episodes for chapter two in December of 2009. You guys did it all in '09. There hasn't been any, any additional footage done since. No, man. I mean, like, wow. uh, I never gotten bored on this until about. 
Well, the story is is that I was a casting reader. Do you know what that is? You feed lines to someone? Yeah. Basically, I'm the actor that the actor auditions opposite. Okay, yeah. And so uh, I work with a, a certain casting agency, and they do Smallville, and they do Supernatural, and the, the recent Wolverine movies, and Tron. I got to read the script for Tron. Oh, really? Uh, and meet Jeff Bridges and Bruce Boxleiter and the whole thing. But uh, ah. uh, I was doing it for Supernatural, and Kalina Kiff was... Uh, one of the producer's assistants, and she approached me in December of 08 and said, have you ever cast something yourself? I said, no, never have. Are you interested? Well, yeah, of course, why not? Why not? And and uh, this is before I auditioned for Stargate. And uh, But people always talk about that. They always say, oh, I've got this project you'd be great for, and you mm-hmm. never hear from them. So mm-hmm. I didn't pay it much heed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, landed uh, Stargate in January of 09, and in about June or April, June, something like this, I, I get a call from Kalina saying, all right, we're, we're going to cast this project. Go. It's called Ex- Exile, okay. was which, the original name of Reese. Uh-huh. And they, uh, they sent me the scripts, and so I started gathering some actors, and we had some audition sessions. And there was a, a character who was just a, you know, just a guard or whatever, had this one line, and they named him Trenton, and <clears throat> he was just, just a one-line character. And then after the casting session, uh, Ryan and Nick and Kalina called me, and they said, you know, we'd really like to offer you this part. And, yeah, absolutely, I'll, I'll do one line. Well, no, it's more than one line now. <laughs> he's actually one of the main, main characters, and they described the character to me, and I said, absolutely. So then we filmed it that August, yeah. and then uh, they started getting the hype out, and they started releasing some of the episodes on YouTube um, that we filmed in December. We released one episode from the second chapter before we had to pull it, because the hype had gotten so big that we got a distri- this distributor. And then when all the plans were in talks about what we're going to do with it, and they're still editing up Chapter 2 is when Sci-Fi got on board, and then it just... It's how, well, I was just talking to Ryan Koppel this afternoon, and we were just thinking, my goodness, it, like a year ago, we hadn't even filmed the Chapter 2 yet. And now look where you are. Yeah. Have you been pleased with the feedback? Yeah, well, you know, and again, this is another one of those things that I've been a complete neophyte about is is steampunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know what steampunk is. I, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if it's a common thing. I could recognize it. It is uh, a huge subgenre. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, conventions just dedicated to that alone, and exactly. it's, it's aesthetically pleasing to me. I, I love that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and uh, exactly. his Dark Materials and what have you. I've read those books and and. Uh, that that's very exciting. And the idea of airships, I just think that's so cool. And that's something they want to do if they, if and when they they get to a chapter three. But we see some in the um, background in the first episode. Yeah, yeah, on the skyline. Yeah, they, they did some great jobs with that. But uh, it's shocking that it's this has been so quick. Can we expect some interesting twists for Trent in the future? I'm gathering. I've I've seen all the way through episode five, and I'm gathering that he is not exactly one hundred percent happy with. Uh, the, uh, no, the, the change of power. Uh, I'm he, thrilled with what uh, what they've given me here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kalina talks about how you know she was good friends with Ryan Robbins and one of Ryan mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. on board, and she she said, you know, we're doing a project with our friends. Let's. Uh, uh, what would you like to be? And Ryan said, well, I'd love to be a romantic lead. And okay, well here you go. Here's your part. <laughs> and so he got his dream part. And Allison Mack, you know, she's been Chloe, and yeah. uh, and so now she's this this really devious. Bitch <laughs> in Reese, and they've given me something that 
if I if you threw all the characters on the on the table and said pick one, I would pick Trent in a heartbeat. Really? Because he's he's a tragic character. He's stuck between he rose in the ranks of the sect, uh, which was the religious organization yeah. that kind of uh, helped Amara over take over the throne. And so they've kind of got their place now, and they are kind of running things, but they're allowing Amara's kind of like the puppet uh, dictator. And Trenton was put to work with as the kind of emissary to Amara. But in the meantime, he's developed feelings for Amara. He's in a wonderful position to manipulate both sides to, to his benefit, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. He's weak. He's He's unsure of himself. He doesn't like what... Uh, his boss Herrick is doing oh, it, so he and works what the is doing. Okay. Yeah, you kind of you got to watch the show. Okay. It, it all kind of comes up. Okay. But uh, but in the meantime, you know, Amara is thinking that he's on his side and he's not sure, and he has to choose sides. And mm. and uh, you know, and they're very mum about where they're going to go with this. Uh, at least they seem to. And then I'll ask Ryan, and he'll tell me like a whole other storyline. Like you've just been holding on to this. He's like, well, you'd have never asked. <laughs> <laughs> He's got plans for the show. Yeah, they've got plans, man. The prequels and books and the game got released on the iPhone last week. And, wow. Um, but there's so many places that Trenton can go, and uh, they're all dark places, which yeah. is exciting. It sounds like it has a bright future ahead. I mean, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know how I – th- I think the number of – have you received any reports on in terms of hits, in terms of how well it's doing you know, from sci-fi's perspective as to whether or not – I have no idea. I mean, this okay. is, we're going getting into our third week. Uh, I guess uh, the fifth episode was released today. Yep, and watched then, it. Um, you, yeah, and uh, – <laughs> And so I guess it goes for another uh, two weeks after this. So okay. I, I'm not sure. I think uh, Erica at, at Sci-Fi would be the one to ask. But, okay. um, um, you know, and they're, they're hoping for those releases. And then once they kind of release it in Canada and overseas, that might give them a better sense. But I think that there's a place for it on Sci-Fi as yeah. far as fantasy goes. Um, because they've got, was it Legend of the Seeker? Yes, yeah, it feels um, a lot like that, coupled with you know a couple of other shows. It feels very similar to that. Wild Wild West, it, I think I said, with a mix of Legend of the Seeker. Um, okay, uh, but I think it, it it's it's a natural fit for the Sci Fi Channel, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, just it's it's such a beautiful looking place yeah. filled with uh, filled with people that you know are have homes on Sci Fi. Yeah, there's not one actor in there that hasn't been you know a regular on a sci-fi show yeah uh as far as i know i was staggered at um the quality of the 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 production quality of the show yeah because i i think and please amanda forgive me but i i I think it looks better than sanctuary on the web um because you're not using a a great deal of uh, of green screen elements you know it's very natural it's very down to earth what you're seeing is really what you're getting and i and i think for for the budget that you guys have i think it i think it comes across better on the screen but i'm i i'm i'm betting with darren right now that uh, you guys are going to get a series pickup on on sci-fi at some point because it's just i think you've you've proven that it's good well again in the comparison with sanctuary green screen stuff uh, they do a lot of green screen stuff and i Um, I'm good friends with Ryan Robbins, and you know, we were out <laughs> yeah. for, for drinks, and I said, you know, I have to admit, pal, I've never seen your show. <laughs> and oh! he's like, that's okay. <laughs> he's like, I haven't seen Stargate. I'm like, really? You really should watch it. It's fantastic. He's like, well, I'm saying the same thing about Sanctuary. So we're, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But um, no, I, and I've never seen the original Sanctuary web stuff, but uh, 
they were they were different. Uh, I there was actually some some aspects of it that I that I liked more that uh, I think sci-fi had changed, or Amanda yeah. and Damien and and Martin had changed before they uh, they committed it to the series. But who knows? You know, I mean, th- th- we you guys are on the web right now. I wouldn't be surprised if you get a serious pickup, depending on the quality of the stories and uh, the amount of buzz and uh, eyeballs that the the series gets. But one step yeah, at a time. Yeah, well, best of both worlds, you know. I'm uh, I'm splitting my time between Stargate Universe and Reese. I mean, what yeah. a what a life that would be. Um, yeah. I've been pretty lucky so far with both of them, so yeah. I'm not complaining. It's good to be employed, especially right now. Man, oh man. Yeah. So. <laughs> well. You know, before uh, I landed Stargate Universe, I was shoveling brick at a demo crew. You know, you got uh, to bring in the bacon. You got to do it. Me pay my bills. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, it was desperate. The the entire uh, industry out here just tanked, and um, I almost quit acting in the beginning of '08. Yeah, yeah. It, it was just that there was no point, and you start thinking about things like family and. Yeah. And uh, just paying your mortgage, and, and it just didn't make sense. And then the idea of walking away from this uh, this art and this this something that I've committed to, and you know, I feel like I belong. I I'm meant to do was so heartbreaking that you, you know, desperation breeds. You know, in, well, following your you, dreams uh, can be can be costly, you know. And then sometimes yeah. you just get lucky, and uh, someone smiles upon you. So. Absolutely, and you know, in going, going to the Bridge Studios tomorrow morning, I'll get mm-hmm. up at three in the morning and I'll have a smile from ear to ear. But then, yeah, you do look at things like I look back at my friends in, in Edmonton, yeah. and you know, they're on their third kid. They've got a, a yard, they've got a, a house, they've got two, you know, a couple of vehicles. They see yeah. each other every weekend, and yeah. it's been a sacrifice. But uh, when I, you know, step into that gate room, do you not have a family? No, no, I'm uh, not married. Okay. I got okay. Uh, I got a couple nieces and a nephew, and that's <laughs> they're a handful. So. Yeah, I, I see. I think I'm following. I, I'm following you right now. You know, I I, I want to yeah. I want to work on work. I'm young. I I have time ahead yeah. of me. You know, and there are sacrifices that that you have to make in order to follow your dreams. But I think I yeah. think at the end of the day, when you look back and ask yourself, was it worth it? I think that's I think that's the real question. So. Well, you know, I, I did a movie called 2012. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of it. I walked out of the theater, to be perfectly honest. Did you really? <laughs> I thought the visual effects were astounding, no. but I could not stand it. Oh, that's too bad. Well, yeah. then you didn't see me because I was at the end. But, um, <laughs> it, you know, it was an experience to be in a Roland Emmerich movie, and uh, yeah, but I, I don't know if I could sit through it again because it was just too much. Oh, I know. But I know. the point of this is, is uh, yeah, that was filmed in December of 08 and I remember sitting in my trailer for like 12 hours I mean it was the biggest budget movie I've ever been yeah, on yeah. and I was sitting there uh, you know reading a book and realizing that at that very moment my dad was having his retirement party back in Edmonton and you're missing that it. I couldn't go to because I had to work because I was broke yeah. and you know you, you have that moment where you go you know what on my deathbed I'm not going to remember some shitty TV movie that yeah. I did, but I will remember that I missed my dad's retirement party. Yeah, yeah. And you know, sure, we're making these sacrifices now uh, to follow these dreams, but uh, you know, um, I guess we still have time to to make that gamble. I and think we you... still have time to regret them. Uh, yeah, I th- I think that you hope, at least I certainly live my life hoping to get myself in a position where I have sacrificed enough that I can then be in a position where I can say, 
you know what? I'm sorry, but I've got to go do this. And it will not impact my career because of the yeah. important position that I have wherever I'm at. Um, yeah. And it's just a balance, you know, you, you've got, you've got to survive and you, you've, yeah. you, you, you have to, you have to live your life trying to follow your dreams. Yeah. And I don't know what's worse is, you know, if I had walked away and yeah. spent my life with three kids and a yeah. skidoo and a couple of cars going, yeah. Geez, I wonder if I could have made it as an actor. I don't know. If, that's the fear that keeps, you know, that, that mm-hmm. keeps driving me is uh, I, I don't want to feel that regret. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I can actually say I'm a working actor, which is is something that you know 90% of the actors out there can't say. Mm. So I'm 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 lucky. <laughs>